Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Have you ever heard your parents or grandparents tell stories of their life and experiences? I know I have. I mean, I was raised by my grandparents for a good part of my life. And I still remember sitting on the porch with my grandfather as he would reminisce. And I love those times and I still hold them as precious. And I share those stories of his and some of my own with my grandchildren today. My kids have all heard them before, obviously, and they just roll their eyes now. But but my grandkids, I wanted to share the stories with them. So perhaps they just might share them with their children and grandchildren when I'm no longer here. Why am I bringing all this up? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Our guest today is Lori Grant. Now, Lori is a natural born storyteller. I've read some of her blogs and they are just amazing. You get sucked right into the story. Amen. Lori is also an author of three published children's books. Why is there an elephant in my basement? Little White Flies, and I Am Beautiful Too. She's also a podcast host, praise God. Her podcast is called Storytellers with a Message. Amen. Help me welcome to the program. Lori Grant. Lori, it is such a blessing to talk with you today. I've been looking forward to this conversation. I'm super excited. I am super happy to be here. Thanks. Amen. Now, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, tell us in your own words, who is Lori Grant? (laughs) Lori Grant is a corporate executive that walked away from the corporate world to do what she loves most, and that's write kids books. That's who I am. Amen. Amen. And I read on your website that you almost failed freshman English in college. Is that right? I did. I did. So it's kind of a funny story. My my mother was an English minor. She was also a school teacher. She had phenomenal English skills. I was raised in a home that we would go to our room if we said the word ain't. <laughs> to our room we would go. And uh <laughs> And so I made it all the way through school, never really learning the rules of English, never really learned it, but I spoke perfect English or I would, you know, be in trouble. And so I went to a a kind of, kind of a new high school, kind of a new curriculum. And they never sat us down and actually taught us like parts of a sentence and, and that type of thing. So when I went to college, I tested, you know, whatever my placement test was. And I went into English 101 to get my general ed done. And I was first paper would be an A next paper would be a D. I didn't know why I didn't know anything about it. So I had to go take, and I call it bonehead English, (laughs) which was really humiliating. And I realized I didn't even know what a noun was. I didn't know parts of a sentence. I didn't know sentence structure. I didn't know any of that. And so here I am in this, in this, just, I mean, there were kids in there that could barely speak English. (laughs) And here I am in this class. It was best class ever. And then I took 
Then I went on to take an English, like the real English class that I needed for my general ed. And I got the only A in the class. Amen. So I had the writing, I had the creative piece of it. I just didn't have the mechanical piece of it. Yeah. Amen. I I know you're a storyteller, but (laughs) I'm going to tell you my experience, Uh, not freshman English. I was in the military (laughs) and starting to take night classes and the instructor for our, my freshman college composition class was one of the editors for the Washington free press. Okay. Every assignment I turned in, when I got it back, it looked like he just turned around in a bucket of red ink and handed it back to me, right? I, there was more red ink than black ink on the paper when I, when I got it back. Needless to say, I think he blessed me with a D minus in that class, right? But I think that was a gift from him, not just a total F. But I had to retake the class, and I, I so did not want to do that. I waited almost seven years later and I had to have it for graduation. So I passed it, but I passed it with a B plus at that point in time, you know, but I'll never forget that experience. It was so embarrassing. I mean, golly, you know, I mean, yeah. literally there was more red ink than black ink on that paper. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <Anyway>. I get it. <laughs> Tell us what led you first to start writing. So kind of what you said earlier, actually. Um, when I was very young, um, my grandmother would always tell my brothers and I the same story. We'd say, tell us a story about mom. And it was always the same story. And I remember thinking there's got to be so much more of their growing up and what she was like as a kid. And those, they, she just didn't remember any of those stories. She only remembered this one story. And so then just as, as the years went by, my mom was a kindergarten teacher taught kindergarten for 30 years and she was a wonderful teacher and she had the best stories at the dinner table. They were hysterical. Well, my mom ended up passing away young and those stories were all lost as well. Yeah. yeah. So as you go forward, um, I am one of those people that seems to always be getting into some kind of mischief or some kind of predicament. I've got all these stories and all these lessons that I've learned from them. And I decided I would stop ca- start capturing those for my kids. Amen. And that's how the writing started. It, it really started with just to capture stories for my kids. And I brought a few of these stories to a Bible study. I was leading a single women's group called When Women Walk Alone. And one of my stories just was perfect, just a perfect example of whatever the teaching was that week. And I brought this story in and the lady said, well, how many of these stories do you have? I said, oh, I have a lot of them. And they (laughs) said, well, we want you to bring one every week. Oh, wow. So then I was kind of put on the spot and I started writing a lot more. I already had a lot of them. And that's when I realized that people actually liked them. I wasn't just, it wasn't just a recording or a record of my life. It, It was actually people liked them. And so originally I started writing for my kids and then it was also for these, these other women. And then they really encouraged me to stop or encouraged me to start blogging. And so I just would write the story. I'd write what I learned from it. And then I'd write a spiritual application, usually put a verse in there or somehow spiritually that, you know, it affected our lives. And, and that's how it all started. The children's books were not even on the radar, never thought that I would go into that at all. Amen. And when I was reading that on your website, that's what reminded me of those 
precious times with my grandfather. And that's why I opened <laughs> with those statements. But, yeah. And those really are precious memories. I mean, I know you're wanting to pass them on to your children. I think you're really onto something with these books. But tell us about the book. Why is there an elephant in my basement? Okay, what so is that, that about? Is my... What's the point of the book? And what's your takeaway oh, for the readers? Sure. So that book was my first book that was published. I had already written um, another one for my best friend's daughter. She was an incredible artist. She was looking for a way to one, be published, and two, uh, she needed some kind of a portfolio. And so I, I wrote her book. I wrote her children's book. She ended up illustrating the first page and never touched it again. <laughs> but in the whole process, I realized how much fun it was. And so there was a situation that happened in my home where a young lady came to live with us, she brought her three-year-old, three-year-old daughter. Um, I, I just, I just really wanted to help her. She was kind of in a bad situation and things got kind of messy in my home. She was bringing things into my home that were not acceptable. And my older daughter says to me one day, you know, mom, it's time to address the elephant in the room. She said, you, it's time for you to take care of this problem. And I had a converted basement at the time. And I said, the elephant is in the room, honey. The elephant is in my basement. Mm. That's where the book came from. So the book is all about excuses and accountability, excuse me, excuses and accountability. So the whole book you go through, why is there an elephant in my basement? Oh, because she was hungry and the food was terrific. Oh, because it was raining and she didn't have an umbrella. You go through this book. There's a million reasons why there's an elephant in the basement. But what was the real reason? The real reason is the last page of the book, which says, because I let her in. Mm. And so you take that into account and you say, why do we have that elephant in our basement? And what do we do about it? And the reason is we let her in and we have to let her out. Mm. And so that was my first, my very first book that I wrote. And I really wrote it just kind of for fun and Here's the, here's the cool, there, here's the little cool tidbit about this. Why I continued writing was I wrote that book at the time I was a praise and worship leader and I was helping with a high school age youth band. I brought the book in right when it was published. And I told the kids, we always did a devotion before practice. And I said, I'm going to read you guys a book. Oh, Miss Lori, you're not going to read us a kid's book. That I was like, just stay with me. Just hang in there with me for a minute. And so I read them the book and we get to the end. And I said, so guys, what does the basement represent in the book? And, you know, I just got these wide eyes like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh no, we have to think for a minute. It's like, I said, the basement is your life. Like, okay. And I said, so what is the elephant in the basement? It's something in your life that shouldn't be there. So then we talked about different things in your life that shouldn't be there. And, and I didn't make it as a personal thing. I made it more of a um, general, like a general question. So we got through all of this, you know, your responsibility, you let it in, you let it out, et cetera, et cetera. It was six months later, one of these students came up and sat down next to me and she says, guess what, Miss Lori? And I said, what's up, sweetie? She said, I got rid of an elephant out of my basement this week. Amen. Amen. And then she went into telling me her story of what she had let in and how she let it out. Praise the Lord. And that was my aha moment about writing kids yeah. books. Hey, wow. Amen. So that's how it started. 
Yeah. Amen. Amen. So what age group are you targeting with your books and your writing and who, who is it you're writing for? I'm actually writing for the parents. Hmm. So the age group is any, any age group that you can get to listen to you as a parent, quite frankly. Um, you know, it can just be a book about an elephant that wears a pink tutu and they think it's cute. Or I've actually had the book that we just talked about um, presented in an eight from an HR manager in a department of defense contracting company. Oh wow! She presented it to her new employees to, to talk about a very serious subject, you know, accountability, but in a light way. So the audience is kind of all different ages, kind of, it really depends on who's presenting it and how deep you want to go. Amen. Amen. What about the book, Little White Flies? I mean, I've heard Little White Lies, but what is Little White Flies about? It's about honesty. Ah, okay. It's not a little white lie. It's a little white fly. It's about, um, this this book was super fun to write because it's a little bit, it's a little bit sassy. I can be a little sassy and it's uh, like all of the food items in the, in the book begin with letter P. You know, we know that pigs like food. So there's a lot of food items in there. Um, all the characters begin with the letter P. And so the main character's name is Piper. You know, of course, his last name is Piglet. And um, he has a little bit of an honesty problem. And when he tells a little white lie, he gathers a little white fly. Little white fly comes from his first white lie. Mm. So no spoiler alert here. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, so he, he goes through his world and he's just telling these little, just these small little lies. But when he tells these lies, people really don't want to be around him anymore because he's gathering these flies. Mm-hmm. And so as he goes through, he realizes that he needs to make a change because people really don't like being around him because he's got all these flies. And so he starts apologizing to the people that he has been dishonest to and realizes that it's, it's better to be honest in the end. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. That is awesome. And your book, I am beautiful too. This is a book about self-image and things like that. Correct. Yes. This is my favorite one so far. How do you communicate that message with this story? Well, the star character is a white peacock named Albie. And I don't know if you have ever seen a white peacock. It's not an albino peacock. It is a white peacock and they are Stunning. They are so beautiful. And this is a, Albie doesn't think he's beautiful because he has no color. So he goes through and talks to all of his friends and he thinks all his friends in the zoo are beautiful because they're full of color and he is not. And so he makes a wish. He makes a wish that he is beautiful too. And so every time he sees one of his friends and, and believes that they're more beautiful than he is, he starts to gather some of their color. Well, what ends up to Albie, what ends up happening to Albie is he doesn't end up looking like a white peacock at all. He's just kind of a hot mess. He's gathered all of this stuff from everyone else, and he's just lost himself in the process. Mm -hmm. So he goes and talks to the white owl, the wise white snow owl, and he says, but Albie, you're most beautiful when you're just you. And so he kind of thinks about it, walks away, kind of dragging all these colorful feathers that really don't belong to him home with him. And the next morning he goes and he looks at his reflection and he realizes he has turned back to pure white, which is obviously a very spiritual yeah. underlying Amen. message. 
And he looks at him, his reflection and he says, I am beautiful too. Amen. That's, that's my favorite one so far. Amen. That's so interesting. Uh, What is it that's coming up next? What books are you working on now? I've got two that I'm working on. Uh, One is called Dragon Breath and it's about her fords. It's about a little, um, a little dragon named David who kind of leaves his home because the dragons around him, their breath has turned fiery. And so he goes to the other side of the island and tries to figure out what he can do. And so in the end, David becomes the hero and he, he brings them dragon fruit and dragon fruit is what, which the dragon fruit actually represents just kindness, treating, treating meanness with kindness. And he changes the trajectory of, of the dragons. Amen. So Amen. that's that one is in the works. And the other one that I have in, in the works is called Arnie's Light. And it's about uh, a little firefly whose light is a little dim. Mm. And he learns that the friendship of another firefly can help them get out of the tunnels, the dark black tunnels that they get lost in. It takes mm. the light of two fireflies to get out, not just one. Oh, wow. Amen. About friendship. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and you're also a podcaster. So tell us what your <laughs> podcast storytellers with a message. Okay. Yes. The podcast thing is kind of new. I just started in April and it's just the short stories of experiences, personal experiences, and what we learned from them. It would be the stories that you, you gather around the kitchen table or, or you, you know, the dinner table or or maybe at the coffee shop when you walk in and you say, you're not going to believe what happened to me today, but it's not just the story. It's what you learn from it. It's the experience and kind of how it changes your thinking. So it's called storytellers with a message and we tell a story and then the message is, you know, what you learned from it. Amen. Amen. What's the format and, and do you have guests on the podcast? Well, I'm, I'm just getting there. I'm just learning how to do that right now. The format is me just telling you a story and what the message is and what I learned. But the idea behind the podcast is to bring on people to tell me their stories. I love to hear their stories. And then, you know, I will introduce them. They can tell me their story. And then at the end, I'm going to say, so what's your message? What did you learn from your story? And they're short. I want to keep them all under 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, I want them to be encouraging and inspiring and just, I love funny. Funny is great. Light is great. Um, you know, it could be, it could be anything. It Amen. could be anything that you have a takeaway from. Praise the Lord. Amen. Lori, this is all so interesting. I feel like I could talk to you for hours about this stuff. I, I mean, feel the it's same. It's really great. Amen. But um, as we get ready to close, I do have to ask you about one more thing. Okay. I found this that I'd like you to share uh, with our listeners as well. Tell us about your daughter's cat and the bird that got into your house. (laughs) That is the best story. So my daughter's cat's name was Mufasa and he liked to bring us gifts. So he became just a very accomplished hunter. That's, and he would bring gifts in. Well, one day my daughter had come home from work. I was not home. She had come home. Oh, I think she was at school and she came home um, to get ready for work. And I, I hope this is okay for me to tell your listeners, but she was in the bathroom and 
I do have to say that my daughter was quite afraid of birds. So here she is in the bathroom and this bird comes out of the bathtub (laughs) over the shower curtain. So I guess she just screamed. (laughs) And now just the image is hysterical to think of my daughter running down the hallway with her jeans around her ankles, screaming in a house alone. (laughs) It's just hysterical. So she, she goes into my, my bathroom, she finishes, she gets ready for work and she leaves and she calls me and tells me about this bird. And I said, so there's a bird in the house. She said, yes. Well, did you at least close the door, the bathroom where the bird was? She said, no way. I wasn't going in there again. I wasn't going near that bathroom. (laughs) So now I know I've got a bird in the house. So obviously Mufasa brought the bird into the house. So it it was quite the adventure trying to find the bird, trying to get the bird out of the home. I I got home and I kind of had to do that search. Just know, I felt like I was in the middle of a horror movie. I was pretty sure that this... (laughs) I was pretty sure that this bird was just going to pop out of somewhere, you know, and it was just hysterical. So I ended up finding the bird in my bathroom, which is funny, um, kind of lodged in between the blind and the, and the window. And so, okay, okay. Now I know where the bird is. I closed the door, I called a friend. My friend said he would come and get it the next day. Got it. So I go on my merry way doing whatever I'm going to do. And it's time for bed. I crawl in, I crawl in bed. My house is quiet. (laughs) And this bird comes walking out from underneath my bed and starts strolling across my bedroom room, my bedroom floor. (laughs) What is this bird doing? I realized that Mufasa, good old Mufasa, had jumped. I think he may have known the bird was in the bathroom and he must have jumped on the door, made it, you know, open up a little bit. He couldn't get to the bird. He gave up and the bird got out and started strolling through my bedroom. Okay. So now the, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw a towel over. What am I going to do? In the meantime, the bird sees me move and it hustles into my walk-in closet. Close the door of the closet. My friend comes over the next morning. I said, the bird is in the closet. I know the bird is in the closet. So he goes in with the towel and you know those cartoons where you hear all of these weird like bangs and noises and crashes and that's what was going on, you know? The only thing that was missing was the ball of dust. And then I hear, gotcha. Okay, so here he comes out with this bird wrapped in the towel. Okay, you would think that's where the story ends, but it does not. He brings the, we bring the bird down to the front porch. We let the bird go. The bird flies up to the nearest tree and is attacked by two more birds as soon as it lands. Knocks our bird out of the tree onto the street. We run over, grab the bird again, and bring him back to my house. Now, what do you do with that, right? So we're trying to figure out, he had to, the bird was hungry, he was exhausted. So what we decided to do was we, <laughs> I got some crackers and, and made a little, made a little cracker treat for him and a little thing of water. And we tucked him way in behind a bush and wanted to give him just someplace safe and quiet to rest until he got his strength. So that's, that's the story of Mufasa's bird. And, (laughs) and, you know, the message that the message behind that story really, really is, you know, you think you're having a bad day. (laughs) 
<laughs> there are people that are having a much worse day than you. Oh, this has been great. Lori, where can someone order your books? Are they on Amazon? They are on Amazon. Yes. Anyway. Under Lori D. Grant is, is the author title. And you can also order them on my website, okay. which would be www.loriedgrant.com. Amen. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you to ask a question, maybe do an interview like this. How can they do that? How do you want them to get in touch with you through the website? I would love it if they would email me to my okay. storytellers with a message right. address, me which email. is just, yeah, it's just storytellers with a message at gmail.com. All right. And I'll put all that in the links down below. Praise Great. the Lord. Amen. This, folks, as I started this interview, I told you a story about my grandfather telling me stories and how I passed them on and some of my life stories and experiences down to my kids and grandkids as well. And that's what Lori Grant's been doing through her writing. Her stories are so insightful and, and they'll make you laugh like you heard us laughing through these stories too and say me too to some of them. Amen. They're really great and they are very easy to read. Just a couple of minutes. I, I urge you to go to her website, sign up to receive her blog post. Be sure to check out her podcast by clicking the link below as well. And you most definitely need to order her books. Those links are down below. Order copies for your kids, your grandkids, the next door neighbor's kids, even for your Sunday school class. I mean, these books are great for reading to, to a group or individually, and they are very impactful lessons conveyed through her storytelling. Remember, Jesus was a storyteller too, folks. Amen. And we're talking about his stories 2,000 years after he told them. So be sure to order Lori Grant's books right now possibly sign up to tell your story on her podcast. Praise God. Your experiences need to be told too. Just use the links down below, order the book, sign up for the blog post and get in touch with Lori Grant right now. Don't wait. Do it right now. You know just well as I do that if you wait, the devil's going to try and distract you and make you forget. So do it while you're thinking about it right now. Lori, again, this has been such a great conversation. I do appreciate you taking your time to join us today. It was just great. Amen. So much fun. Thanks. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Lori Grant and myself, this is Pastor Bob Romani again. Be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights 
and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success. Thank you.